If you don't understand something in the Scripture, just put it on the shelf and just uh, trust the Lord. And, uh, and I'm going to show you an example of something that I did along those lines. And um, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It was something that I couldn't quite, didn't quite see it, see the fullness of it, but I got some light on it. And uh, what I call it sometimes that, that uh, Cedric the Entertainer says, sometimes that, that curl just won't turn over. And we just, anybody remember in those uh, Jerry curl days? He could, just couldn't get that curl to. To turn over, man. But uh, anyway, um, I wanted to share this, first of all, to encourage folks that have made mistakes. That would be all of us. But uh, just sometimes people get the idea that God can't use them because of the past. And I think it's something very interesting. There are, uh, in the genealogy of Jesus, how many of you know there's no insignificant details in the Bible? And in the genealogy of Jesus, it, it mentions four women. This is not my message, this, this is just an appetizer. But um, these women, he could have mentioned Sarah or Rebecca, Leah, Rachel, but they're not, they're not mentioned. And they were great women, don't misunderstand me. But you know the, the women that he mentions? Tamar. Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba. Okay, let, let's look at each one of these. Tamar, she got into some prostitution and, and deception to sleep with her father-in-law. Yet she's mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus. Okay? And, and, and from her line, the tribe of Judah, the Messiah came. Now, Rahab, many of you know her story. She was a prostitute in Jericho, and she was a Gentile. But she became the believer. She came a, became a believer, and she became, some people don't realize this, the mother of Boaz. And you know Boaz married Ruth. Now, Ruth... Is also mentioned. Now she's morally upright, but she's a Moabitess, all right. And she was considered um, as a Gentile unclean. But she became the grandmother of David, great grandmother of Solomon. Isn't that something? All these women mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus. Last but not least, Bathsheba. Many of you know she committed adultery with, uh, with David, but later she gave birth to King Solomon. Seemed like God wouldn't use her, wouldn't, wouldn't use her child. See? So what's, what's the point here? 
And you know, through, through Solomon, through that, that royal line, David, Solomon, the Jesus came. Thank you, Lord. So, you know, the Bible says that he crowns our life with loving kindness, redeems our life from destruction. And one of the things that, that, that he's saying is God is greater than our sins. Where sin abounds, Romans 5.20, grace much more abounds. Thank you, Jesus. I'm speaking to somebody who may be watching online, may be here today. You think that your, your sins of your past disqualify you. No, but look at the people that God used in the Bible. In fact, a lot of people that wrote the Bible, some of the people that wrote the Bible were murderers. Moses killed an Egyptian. Yet he's responsible for pinning the, the, the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Okay? David killed a man, right, so he could have his wife. Put, put, put him on the front line. I mean, he didn't literally kill him, but, but he, he's the one that, that sent the order, you know, like the Godfather. And they had that man put on the front line. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you are hurting today, but hold on. Just keep letting, the, letting this love of God saturate you. Amen. Some, some people come, you're you coming for something. You're you going to get something, too. Amen. You may have got it already, you, but there's some more. Because Jesus is here. Amen. I'm just taking my time. We are uplifting the name of Jesus right now. Well, I'm preaching. I just haven't got to the main course yet. We might have a salad <laughs> after this appetizer. But I got a couple of things on my heart I want to, want to do. I'm going to flow and operate in the spirit of God. Isn't that wonderful? Um, so we talked about David. Had somebody murdered. Yet God called him a man after his own heart. Then you've got, uh, you can start that clock. And um, Paul, who wrote over half of the New Testament, killed folks, killed Christians. Yet he had a, an experience on the Damascus Road, and we're going to talk about that today. If we can get to the main course. Okay, so back to okay, back to this. Okay, God, see. Even though you made mistakes, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Now, here's, here's something I want you to see. Even when you've done some things that were your own fault, see, God is saying here that God, he's also the God, he's not the God of the second chance. He's the God of the third chance, the fourth chance, the fifth chance, the sixth chance, seventh chance, eighth chance, ninth chance. Amen. He's the God of many chances. And what these women, these, these stories show us that even when our troubles are of our own making, they're neither final or fatal. 
When we turn to him, he'll turn your situations around, and you're going to see his glory come on you. And then the last thing, he's a God of supernatural positioning. He knows how to put you at the right place at the right time. And even when you mess up, he's able to turn those things around and work all things together for your good. What good can, could, could, could you possibly in your own mind think will come out of uh, 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 Tamar? Okay, or even the, the prostitute Rahab. What good do you think would, would come out of Bathsheba, man? She's, she's sleeping, you know, with somebody who's not her husband. What am I saying to you? God is able to turn your stuff around. Your past don't disqualify you. Hmm? See, God don't see as man sees, because people can look at you, you know, over the top of their glasses and stuff. But see, with the hat on backwards, mm-hmm, I know what you I know what you did. I ain't gonna forget. See, you know there are people who will not forget. I know what you done. I know some stuff. As a pastor, I think God gives me the gift of forgetfulness of stuff that I need to forget. Um, now, I'm not perfect. You know, some things, you know, they bother me. But I have to do just what I tell you is look to Jesus. See? And, uh, but what I'm talking about is when sometimes when people, they'll come up to me and say, you know, Pastor, you remember when uh, this thing, you know, some stuff they were into before. I was like, man, I don't. You remember when I told? I don't know. I don't remember that. And see, that's what happens when you start looking at people through the eyes of Jesus. Because I love it when I can't remember mess. I love that because I don't see you like that. I mean, they tried to press me. I forget who it was. Pastor, you know, you, you remember what? Nah, man, I don't, I don't remember that. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes I have a little vague, I, I, I have a little vague memory of it, but hey, man, we always want to point people to Jesus, even in the deepest mess. And see, when, when, when we're under grace, we're able to be gracious and graceful, and people will, will want to come to you and not be afraid to come to you with stuff because people, let me tell you something, need somebody to talk to. That's right. Our sins have already been forgiven, past, present, and future. But when you're dealing with stuff, see, the Bible tells us to confess your faults not to God, one to another. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then you can even be blessed by praying for people because it says pray for one another that you, right behind that, pray for one another that you may be healed. Man, what if we did that? 
Man, there's so much in the word of faith that people just, they don't want to say nothing because they don't want to make a bad confession or they don't want to let somebody know something because uh, uh, what people will think of them because they have a certain reputation to keep up. Man, Paul, uh, man, we should be like Jesus. And Paul was like that. He made himself of no reputation. And Paul was able to leave all his credentials and all that stuff behind. He said, man, I was a Pharisee of Pharisees. <laughs> like I was the religious of them all. He said, I counted all. I ain't going to say what, what it really. Dung, he, he, he kind of, you know what dung is? It's, 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 it's yeah. Man, that's a pretty strong word, isn't it? Man, what if we all did? Forget about our reputation. Because, you know, we all deal with stuff. We all go through stuff. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Appetizer. Praise the Lord. How about... How about... Um, <laughs> Goodness, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, how about some salad here? And here's something uh, that I was a little stuck on. Um, and actually, I posted this on, on Instagram. And actually, before I posted, I was still stuck on it. I was ready to post it. I'm like, you know what? I still don't quite. That curl didn't quite turn over. And I got my answer. And the Lord gave me the answer on the spot. And I had been dealing with this for a while, is that that was in, and actually I even taught it. I wish I could go back and add this to the series. Uh, actually, I can with technology, but in, in John 15, when Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Okay. Now, um, and he says, abide in the vine. Actually, let's look at that. And uh, one of the definitions for abide is to remain. Okay, I want to look at this in a, it's just got a little lighter up here. That's good, I like light, let there be light. Okay. I'm the vine, you're the branches. See, how fruit, we don't have to force fruit, a branch doesn't force fruit out. Grapevine doesn't force the fruit to come out. It just comes out because of this life force that flows through the vine. Amen? Then verse 4 says, abide in me. Now, one of the definitions of abide is remain. Everybody say remain. And so in the, in the LEB, Lexingham Bible says, um, remain in me and I in you. And here's where I was stuck. I am the vine, verse 5, you are the branches, the one who remains in me. This one bears much fruit. And to remain means to just stay there. Now, here's where I was stuck. I'm like, well, we can't get out of Christ. We can't do anything but remain. Because we're saved. But then he gave me this verse. Man, amazing things happen when you keep reading and read the context. I found out what it means to remain. Y'all want to know what it is? Look at verse 9. 
Just as the Father has loved me, love is the theme today, I also have loved you, remain in my love. I'm glad that y'all are excited about my, my, my little revelation. How do you abide in him? Abide in his love. Stay under his love. You want to bear fruit? You want to bear love and joy and peace and long suffering? Remain in his love. Oh, man, I'm trying to be patient. A tree don't force, I'm going to get an apple out. No. All the branch got to do is remain. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's get to the main course. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Okay, and uh, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. You know, the gifts of the Spirit uh, are grace gifts because they don't belong to any individual. How many of you know that this is is New Covenant talk right here? You can't tear this page out the Bible. It's the spiritual gifts are still for us today. Well, you don't know the 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 gifts of the Spirit. You know they all went out when the last apostle died. Well, that would be true if they would belong to the apostles. But these are gifts, or more accurately, manifestations. We call them gifts, and that's okay. But these manifestations of the Spirit, these gifts of the Spirit, don't belong to any individual. They belong to the Holy Spirit, and he's still here. Hmm? Well, didn't Jesus, uh, he, he healed people to show the fact that uh, he was the Son of God. Well, I beg to differ. The Bible says he was moved with compassion and healed their sick. He did it because he was God manifested in the flesh, and he's a good God. He went about doing good and healing all who were, who needed to know he was the Son of God. No, all those who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. God caused sickness and disease satanic oppression. When somebody's sick, consider sending them a care package. I've got somebody right now It's on my heart. It just has some chronic things going on and always dealing with stuff in and out of the hospital, on the, in the bed. God doesn't want you to deal with that. God doesn't want you to go through that. I mean, there's a lady... In our Thursday Bible school group, she was 70 pounds, and they, left, they left, left her for dead. But thank God she had some crazy friends. A couple of ladies that kept building her up, told her that God wanted her well. She received that. Even gave her my book um, on healing. And now, man, she, is, she attends the Bible study, and she is well, praise God, healed, whole, amen, amen. on fire, getting a hold of the gospel, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, you need to be around. 
man, I tell you what, I just love being around people just hungry for the word of God. That's why I like to be here, because y'all are hungry for the word of God, aren't you? Amen. Amen. And uh, this group, some of the people have been around a while. Some of them, uh, had a couple of seen here today, praise God. And, uh, but and some of them new to the things of God. We have cussing going on, crying going on. It's the spirit of God moving. I'm not saying the Lord telling people to cuss. I'm just saying people just being real. And, uh, and I love people when people just say stuff. Amen. And, and, and like I said earlier, if we could just be open and honest and let people know what we're dealing with, then we can, we can get some answers. And you can get uh, help from the body of Christ. Because what do you do when people come to you with their mess and, and come to you with their failures and sometimes when they, when they slipped up, when they, when they mess up? They need somebody to tell them you're still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not somebody them, well, you need to stop sinning. Well, they know that. But you need to tell them, point them to their identity, just like Paul did. Paul didn't beat people up when they sinned. The sinning is church that he dealt with, that we see recorded in the Bible, was the, the church at Corinth. I mean, dudes were sleeping with their father's wife. Stuff like that going on. Man, all kind of stuff. And, and um, just wild, wild sex. All right? You know what Paul, Paul told me? He said, don't you know your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? He didn't condone what they did. He pointed them to their identity. Don't know how I got off on that, but healing belongs to you. And you can be healed. Yeah, I got off that in a Bible study. A woman got healed, 70 pounds. She had to lift her leg. Y'all hear me? She had to lift her leg up to get in the car. Now, concerning these spiritual gifts, brethren, God doesn't want us to be what? Ignorant of them. You don't hear a lot of uh, teaching on this in the church. So we're going to attempt to, out of the fifth time, I've only got to two gifts, I think. <laughs> but, uh, amen. But we had an appetizer today, so don't hold that against me. And some salad. All right, concerning spiritual gifts. But sometimes you can get full. Anybody ever go get full on the appetizer? Amen. I'm already kind of full, man. I'm already kind of full on the appetizer and the salad. Get you a good salad. I gave you a good salad. You know that you were Gentiles carried away. Okay, let's go jump, jump, drop down to verse 4. There are diversities of gifts with the same spirit. There are differences of ministries but the same Lord, and there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. You can get the scriptures up on the uh, app. We got, uh, forgot to tell you about that. Should, should keep reminding, I, I need to keep reminding you. We've got an app, and there's a Sunday morning. Everybody say, Sunday morning. Get the app, Summit Church Indiana from the App Store, and you can follow along and get announcements and all that kind of stuff, so I don't have to Spend my time with announcements all the time. Amen. So Sunday morning, you, you can get the notes and follow along and, and even make your own notes and email it to yourself. Isn't that wonderful? Okay. So the manifestation of the Spirit 
is given to each one for the profit of all, verse 7. Amen? So these manifestations are all for our profit. For the one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11 is the key, but one and the self, or one and the same Spirit works all these things. See, it's the same Spirit. This doesn't have anything, these gifts don't have anything to you anything to do with you, they flow through you, and it's the Holy Spirit distributing. He's distributing. And thank God he's in control of these because some people can get ugly with somebody and then well, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna give you this gift of healing. Because you acting ugly today. You straighten up and come back. No, the Spirit works these things distributing each one as you will? No, as the Spirit wills. So you can't turn these gifts on and on and on and off. Neither could Jesus, as powerful as he was. Case in point, we talked about at the pool of Bethesda, there's five porches full of sick people, and the Holy Spirit only led him to, to one. So we dealt. We, we talked about the gifts of healing, and we distinguish that from healing that belongs to us because of the finished work of Jesus. See, they're both healing, but when the gifts of the Spirit are in operation, only the only the person or people that the Spirit singles out will be healed. And in the at the pool of Bethesda, the Holy Spirit. See, because Jesus never took credit for anything he did. He said, it's the Father who dwells in him. He does the works. How did he do the work? Through the Spirit. So the Spirit of God only singled out one person. Say, Pastor, why do you keep saying this stuff over and over? Because everybody doesn't come to church every week like you. We got because of technology and because, you know, once a, once a month, twice a month, saints. and I'm a pastor. See, I, I'm aware of these things. And no condemnation, it's just, it's just the way it is. You, 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 we just deal with it, amen? So reputation is good anyway. Reputation is the best teacher. And sometimes you, 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 you don't hear things, everything, the first time. And I encourage you, that message that Tricia put a lot of meat out there last week, and it's just no way you can get a hold of it by just in one sitting. So go to the app, and it should be there now. I meant to check the other day, but I forgot. But uh, if it's not there, we got, we got the CDs available, hopefully. But if not, you can order one. And those costs, but you can go to the app and get that message about more than conquerors. Oh, my goodness, that was powerful. So when the gifts of the Spirit are in operation, when the gifts of healings are in operation, only the... Only the people that uh, the Holy Spirit singles out can be healed. However, you don't have to depend on that to be healed. Don't, you don't want to depend 
on the Holy Spirit for, uh, uh, well, you depend on the Holy Spirit for everything, but you don't want to depend on the gifts of healing to be healed because you may never be healed through gifts of healings. Well, what do I do, Pat? Receive your healing because Jesus took your sicknesses 2,000 years ago through his finished work. You don't have to wait. You can be healed anytime you want to. The gifts of the Spirit, including gifts of healings, operate as the Spirit wills, but you can receive healing as you will. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will. But the gifts of the Holy Spirit are as he wills. Okay, we talked about gifts of healings. We talked about, anybody remember what else we talked about? Discerning of spirits. All right? That's not the gift of discernment. There is no such gift. When people uh, think that they have a gift of discerning the faults and failures and shortcomings of other people. Unbelievers have that gift. (laughs) I call it the gift of suspicion. (laughs) So many write about that burden. (laughs) Now, I will say this. The Holy Spirit wanted me to bring this to your attention, that we all should discern things. But see, that's not a spiritual gift. We all, because we're new creations in Christ and Jesus lives in us, he'll he'll alert us to people we need to stay away from. Single ladies, single ladies, single ladies. Okay? When, When dudes are trying to hit on you and stuff like that, I mean, listen to your spirit. He'll show you who to stay away from. And that's, not, that, that's just not in, in relationships like, you know, male, male and female dating and that kind of thing. It's for anything in life. Right. Business deals. Right. Listen to your spirit. The Holy Spirit will show you deals to get into, deals to stay away from. People to stay away from, people that you need to connect with. And sometimes it may not even make sense to connect with those people. And it may take you out of your comfort zone because some people, they, they determine whether the Spirit of God is leading them by what they're comfortable with. And that is wrong, wrong, wrong. See, but let me qualify that. It depends on where the comfort's coming from. Or the discomforts come from, like, like if, if you're not comfortable with somebody and just, I mean, you just, well, I'm, I, I've never been with people like that before. Or I'm usually with these kinds of people. But the Holy Spirit may deal with you about being around some people that, that you're not used to. They're different than you. Amen? Um, so, but sometimes just in the natural people, it's just, it's just their feelings and just their carnal mind 
is cheating them out of what God has for them because in their spirit, there's a comfort. So you got to determine where where this comfort or discomfort is coming from. I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but y'all understand what I'm saying? So we all have a discerner on the inside. I mean, it's a marvelous advantage to uh, operate by or be led by the Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. However, the, the, the gifts, the, there's a gift of discerning of spirits. This is not, it doesn't say the gift of discernment. Now go, go back to that if, uh, if, if we can here, and we can. Go on back to verse, whatever verse that is. What verse is that? Verse um, 9? No, verse, um, it is in here. Verse 10, okay. Say discerning of spirits. Okay, do you see that? Got, got the gifts highlighted there. Okay, it's, so what is it if it's not that, if it's not gift of discernment, what is it? Well, it's exactly what it says, discerning of spirits. When you can see, discern means to see or understand. When you see spirits, there are angels who are spirits. There are good angels and bad angels. And this is real. This is not make-believe. This is real. Thank God there are angels. There are angels. They're, they're in here right now. They help us. I shared with you uh, in Indianapolis, uh, Indianapolis campus is watching right now. Um, somebody, a visitor came, saw four angels in the front helping them worship, and one standing guard at the door, saw into the spirit realm. See, I believe that. I, and, 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 and that's seeing, what is that? That, that person, and it's interesting, as I'm teaching on this, that manifests. Amen. And the Bible says to desire earnestly, which means desire passionately, the best gifts in verse 31. What's the best gift? The one that's needed at the time. Right? So, that, and, and see, the, 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 good, the, the cool thing is the angels are there where you, whether you see them or not. They're here. But see, it, it, it's an encouragement, right? And that encouraged the, the indie campus when they can, when somebody, they saw somebody, some angels helping them worship. It wasn't that they just paid them a visit. <laughs> they just happened to be in Indianapolis for a game or something, and they decided to stay over on Sunday. No, they're there all the time. They're here right now helping me preach. I, I just got encouraged right there. I'm just encouraged, man. Man, they, they know us. They know Summit. Praise the Lord. Not lifting us up, but praise God. It's, it's uh, man, man, when, when they know, uh, or, or, like when, like when Paul, when uh, those seven sons of Sceva, Sceva, I said Sceva, Sceva, and uh, that's, a story, that's a crazy story, where they were just copycats. So there's a lot of copycat stuff going on. And see, people, uh, they, they were like, uh, we, they had these demon-possessed folks that they came across, and they said, we adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. 
See, they didn't have a personal relationship. And uh, the demons answered back, spoke through those folks and said, well, we know Jesus. Jesus I know. And Paul I know. But who are you, turkeys? And those demons whipped them folks naked. They chased them out of there. But he, here's what I want you to see that's very encouraging about that. My favorite part is not the Jesus I know. I mean, we, it makes sense that they know, they know Jesus, those demons. But what's encouraging? Paul I know. See, you got to have your own personal revelation. Them sons of Sceva. We, we come out by the Jesus that Paul preaches. <laughs> See, you can't go by your, by your mother's relationship with God or your grandmother's relationship with God. Huh? Who would say, who are you? But Paul, see, why does that encourage me? When they say, I know Paul, that means he knows you. When you know him, he knows you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's an encouragement. See, those, those demons, see, they're spirits. They knew who Paul was. Man, when you are in Christ, he knows who you are. No need to be afraid of the devil. The devil is afraid of you. Amen. See, that story shouldn't scare you. They went running because they didn't have a relationship with God. You have a relationship with him, and he knows you. How'd I get off on that? Well, he, know, he, knows, he knows Summit. And the good angels was there. Demons probably here too, but they can't stop anything. They can't stop anything. Huh? It don't make any difference if the devil's sitting on the front row. Man, we got angelic protection. Amen. So, you know, understand what discerning of spirits is now. It is, it is to see into the spirit realm. You either see us angels or demons. The spirit of God allows you to see into the spirit realm. Okay. And so let's, let's look at this story. To, this is not in your notes, but it just fits right here to talk about another gift. Uh, a, 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 well, yes, it's actually a combination of gifts. Because the story in uh, 2 Kings 6 about the children of Israel, and they were at war against Syria. Now, Syria, uh, they were confused. Because the king of Israel, every, every time that, uh, excuse me, the king of uh, Syria, every time they planned a battle attack against the children of Israel, against the army of Israel, well, the army of Israel would know their battle plans ahead of time and would save themselves. And so the king of Syria, he got frustrated. And he thought that there was a... Uh, uh, an Israeli spy with him, some kind of spy among uh, his ranks. And so he said, which of us is for the children of Israel? 
And one of his people came to him. He said, look, he said, no, there's a prophet over there. His name is Elijah. And I'll tell you, he'll tell you what, what's going on in your bedroom. But not really. See, that was his in- interpretation of it. But actually, see, he was operating in a gift of the word of knowledge, which is, what's the word of knowledge? Okay, we'll look at that. That's in verse no. Uh, eight for for the one is given the word of wisdom to another the word of knowledge now these are revelation gifts as this discerning of spirits okay look at verse eight they're in the category we, we put these gifts in three categories three revelation gifts three power gifts and three inspirational gifts, we'll get to those, not today, but later. Inspirational gifts are, did that clock just stop or we just out of time? Now they just turned it off altogether. Was that running? Huh? I'm out of time? You serious? I'm not bound by that clock. And uh, Indianapolis is not in the theater anymore, are y'all? So we can stay there longer. Amen. Okay, so let me wrap. I'll wrap this story up, and then we'll get to the rest of it next week. Okay. All right. Um, So the inspirational gifts we'll get to later. We put them in three categories, but I won't explain all that right now. I already gave them to you. So. I'll I'll review them later. But the revelation gifts are the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. Okay, so Elijah, see, a word of knowledge, what is it? A word of knowledge and a word of wisdom are very similar. The word of knowledge is a revelation of the present or or the past. A word of wisdom is a revelation of the future. Okay? So Elijah operated in a word of knowledge. He would already know something that had happened or is currently happening that this is where that they're going to attack. So he would tell the commander of of Israel and so they wouldn't go there. So a word of knowledge is not all of God's knowledge. A word of wisdom, revelation of the future, is not all of God's uh, uh, wisdom. It's a fragmentary part of God's wisdom or his knowledge. That's why it's called the word, the word, everybody say word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Okay, so, so Elijah had a word of wisdom. He didn't know what was going on in the king of Syria's bedroom. That's what the, the guy in his, on his, uh, one of his crew said. But no, he only knew what the Spirit of God revealed to him, what he needed to know at the time. All right? Then, make a long story even longer, he went and he told Elisha. Uh, well, excuse me, no, I'm back up. He went and told the, the, uh, the king of Syria, told his army to go surround 
where he was. So where is he? Where he at? Okay, he was in Dothan. And so they went and surrounded the city. He said, okay, that's where he's at? Okay, we're going to go surround the city. So they surrounded the city with Syrian troops. And so Gehazi, Elijah's servant, went and told Elijah what was going on. I mean, they sent a whole army just to get one dude. That was a bad dude. And so and Gehazi was all freaked out, and he went and told Elijah. And Elijah told him, you know what Elijah said? I mean, he's like, Gehazi's like, man, we surrounded. There's no escape, no way, way out. What are we going to do? Elijah's like, chill, man. He said, there's more with us than all with them. Gehazi said, what'd you say, Willis? <laughs> what are you talking about? More with us? It's just me and you, and we surrounded with Syrian troops, and more with us and with them. Are you crazy? And so Gehazi went praying for him. Excuse me, uh, Elijah prayed for Gehazi. I mean, what what a what a non nonsense prayer did he pray? He prayed for Gehazi. He said, "Lord, open his eyes that he may see." Gehazi is probably thinking, it's your eyes that need to be open. I'm here telling you, we surrounded. Anybody ever feel like you're overwhelmed, you're surrounded, and you wonder how you're going to get out? Believe his love for you. Open his eyes that he may see. And the Bible says, I love this. The Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Man, there's angels out there that you can't see. They're working for you. God's got a team working for your good. See, when we say all things are working for you and they're working for your good, we're just not just hyping you up. There's actual, actual spiritual forces that are working on your behalf. Even though you can't see them. And here's my favorite part of this whole story. The opening, see, see so, so he saw discerning of spirits because he saw this angelic host, this army are all around them. They, these are angels. So they had backup. But my favorite part is the opening of Gehazi's eyes did not create the horses and chariots of fire. They were already there. I want you to know that your help is already here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, sometimes they got to call for backup. Sometimes they may, may need, need to call somebody else to help, and they'll call some other angels to come and help. We see that that happened with Daniel, with uh, Michael and Gabriel and so forth. And they had to call for backup, and they get, sometimes get held up. Because, see, in the spirit, there's things that we can't see. 
See, you, you, you're, not never, you're not ever fighting people, so don't ever get your eyes on people. Now, the devil may use people. They're like puppets on a string. But see, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. See, the, 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 see they just try to um, poke you. But see, the, the, the devil, he's toothless. Amen. Hallelujah. 